The compound effect is one of the most powerful things you can use to grow your marriage. Today, we're going to take a look at unpacking what it means to grow your marriage 1% at a time using the compound effect. My name is Chris, and you're listening to the Husband Coaches Corner. So welcome back to another episode here on the Husband Coaches Corner. And today is a really, really powerful episode about the growth mindset overall. We're going to be unpacking something known as the compound effect. Now, before we do, uh, I do want to make you aware of a few things that are down in the description box or the show notes, wherever you are consuming this content that you can interact with. The first one is the website to marriagedrills.com. That's a way for you to connect with me outside of the podcast. You can also come over to YouTube and search the husband coach or the husband coaches corner. You can search for this podcast on YouTube now that they have released podcast uh, playlists on YouTube. And that's another way that you can interact with me. And then there's also an email address down below. Now, if you want to go a little bit deeper and get more content, then consider joining the Patreon group that's also linked down below. And, you know, you get more information when you go to the page there. And then the last thing that I would ask you to do before we dive into the content is if there's someone that you believe would value from this content, please consider sharing this with them. So that way we can grow marriages together. And it's okay if you don't think that they'll listen to it. Uh, If you just share it with them, that gives them the opportunity to hear it. And hopefully it'll be a blessing to their marriage. And it doesn't mean that they have to have a bad marriage. You could just say, hey, you know what? You're married. And, you know, I listen to this podcast. Maybe it'll be of value to you. And, you know, let's take it from there. Now, let's unpack the idea of the compound effect and growing our marriage by 1% each week. Now, before we dive like crazy deep into the compound effect, let's go ahead and take a look at what the compound effect actually is. And this is an idea of small things done consistently over time. They build into these larger things. And, you know, think about you save a penny today. You got two pennies if you save another one tomorrow uh, and then so forth and so on. Once you do that for 30 days, you have 30 cent and you have literally just grow your savings by 30 percent if you had no savings to begin with. Now, with that being said, you know, incremental improvement is what we're focusing on. And the way that I like to look at it is a sink that drips. So one drop per second, if the sink is dripping one drop per second into a bucket, if it keeps up at that rate for an entire minute, you're going to have 60 drops by the end of one minute, right? Now, if it drops at 60 drops per minute at the end of one hour, you're going to end up with 3,600 drops in the bucket. Now, that's just some quick math to show you that over time, consistent little things add up. And that is a very logical thing. And the same thing works in our marriage and our relationships. So we're all victim to the compound effect, regardless of if you agree with it or not. Right. Uh, 
if you eat pizza every day and you don't wear work out or, you know, that's all you eat for a year, you're likely going to gain some extra weight. And I'm being very polite there. You're probably going to gain a lot of weight and also on top of the weight, have some health concerns that you're probably going to need to deal with. However, if you eat a salad and you work out for 15 minutes a day for an entire year, you're likely going to improve your health and overall lose weight, right? It's a small change, a very simple thing, but over time it adds up. The point is what you do consistently builds into something and that something is the result of the compound effect overall. So there's a great book and I will link it down below that I can't remember the author off the top of my head and I didn't put it in my notes, but there's a great book called The Compound Effect. I've listened to it multiple times. It's on Audible. So it I highly recommend it. If you have Audible, go search out the book, The Compound Effect. Um, but it really breaks this down that small things over time add up. And when those small things become uh, large sums, you have this huge impact, but you didn't really work at it as hard as if, you know, it's like, hey, you need to improve your communication like exponentially. And, you know, there's no real number of how much you need to commute or build your communication. Uh, but the point here is that if you work on your communication one time or one percent each week, at the end of the year, you will have improved by 52%, which is half of where you were the year prior. And then you just keep doing this. And eventually you're going to look back and say, wow, look at how well I can communicate with my wife. Now, obviously there's different forms of communication that we're not going to go into. I just want to give the basic principle of how the compound effect really does work. And that and lay out the groundwork of doing this uh, over time once per week or focusing on one week at a time. All right. So here's the plan that I'm going to lay out to grow by one percent each week. It's a five step process. The first step is make the commitment to grow. The second step is to choose what you want or need to work on. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, the third step is simplify what you are going to do. The fourth step is log what you do. And the fifth step, review how well you did for the week. And that fifth step is extremely important because if you don't review, then you're not going to know where you're going the following week. And we'll we'll talk about that. So let's go ahead and dive into the first idea, which is make the commitment to grow. If you don't make the commitment to grow, this should go without saying, but I, I find so many men that I coach that they expect me to do a lot of the work and to just hit some magic button and fix their marriage when we sit down and, and we talk about it. And uh, that, that surprises me. And I don't want that to be you. Okay. So I just want to be very straightforward and clear that in order to grow, you have to make the commitment to do so. I can't do it for you. 
And this process that I'm going to map out for you, you're definitely going to have to come up with on your own account or your own accord of how you want to grow and how that's going to impact you and your daily uh, practice and your routine, which I have a whole episode talking about routines. But the point here is, if you don't make the commitment to grow, guess what? You're not going to grow. You're going to fight every chance that you get. And that's a mindset change. If you don't change the way you see your marriage, which is an opportunity to grow yourself, then you're going to have challenges with building your marriage because you think that you have it all figured out or you expect someone else to solve the problem for you when the real work has to be done by you. Now, you know, that can sound a little harsh the way that I said that. Uh, but if I can just give you a little bit of tough love here in this this episode, uh, the truth is you got to put in the work. I can't build your marriage for you. You have to go and do that. Just like you can't build my marriage for me or my parents can't do that for me or my friends can't do that for me. I have to put in the work with my wife and she has to put in the work to, to build our marriage as well. So I think I, I really drove home the point of making the commitment to grow. And this really looks like you are going to take the time every single week to prepare and to execute and to perform as a husband with a mindset of growing and uh, building your marriage overall. Because if you're not, then you're going to show up the same way that you have been, and you're going to continue having the same problems that you are having, and you're going to be sadly, sadly disappointed. And I don't want that for you. I truly don't. All right. So step number one in the process, make the commitment to grow. Very important. Step number two, choose what you want or need to work on. Now, if you know you need to work on something, all right, I got to look at my notes here. If you know you need to work on something to save or rebuild your marriage, choose one and get started. Along the same lines of making that commitment to grow, choose one thing. Don't worry about if you have issues with intimacy or you have issues with empathy, communication. Uh, at the same time, you are a perpetual liar. Like if you focus on all of the things that make you a very challenged husband, then you're going to be overwhelmed and likely uh, not choose to work on anything. And then you start to get worse. So instead, what I want you to do is to pick up and start working on something. And when you do this, you naturally start to find other things that you need to work on and start to build and grow and you become a better husband. But uh, the whole reason why at the beginning of the year, I released an episode called uh, You Need to Act Now or Why You Need to Act Now or The Importance of Acting Now, something along the lines, there's a sense of urgency. Our marriages need our attention and our marriages need our attention right now. Not yesterday. I mean, I guess yesterday would have been nice, but you're in the present. So your marriage needs the attention in the present. 
Don't make a resolution next week, next month, next year. I'll work on my marriage. No, work on your marriage right now. Okay. So that's the first step. If you know you need to work on something, just choose something and start working. Don't overcomplicate this. All right. And if you say, you know what, I want to work on the easiest thing that I can possibly work on, then go for that. It's your marriage. Now, don't let that be the only thing that you work on for the rest of the year, right? You definitely want to start to uh, diversify what you work on, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but make sure that you are uh, choosing something and working on that. Now, the second piece to choosing what you need to work on or what you want to work on, uh, you can work on multiple things in a week. Now, I will say, I think you should work on no more than two things per week. And that's really just because you'll be splitting your attention if you try to take on three things, right? Because naturally life is going to happen. And what we're planning for are the things that are within our control. When life starts to happen, you kind of lose control and that's okay. It's not like you are like it's mad mass chaos or anything, but you do start to lose control. So you need to make sure that whatever it is that you choose to do, you can keep consistent because that's the whole reason that we're talking about this today, right? The compound effect being consistent. Uh, and if you put three things on your plate, now you have to split your consistency and your attention and your ability by that 3% or by three different things, as opposed to just doing one thing. So keep that in mind. Uh, try to stick to one thing. Go to two if you absolutely feel like you have to, but I don't encourage it. All right. Uh, or I don't encourage you going beyond two. You should also choose to work on communicating uh, serving your wife, and this is very important, learning how to serve your wife, uh, projecting things that are coming up and planning towards the future. That's something that many husbands need to work on because uh, sometimes we don't plan things with our wives of what we want to do in the future. And then the future comes and we're like, yeah, I didn't plan to do this. It's okay if those things don't come to pass. But if you aren't practicing planning, then that's you know something that you should really, really focus on doing. Uh, empathizing. You could work on this. Uh, empathy. I have a whole episode on empathy. But the whole point here is if you don't learn how to understand what your wife is going through, you're going to have a hard time. So that's something you can work on. I personally work on that a lot. All right. Uh, being available. Maybe you're always busy. You know, one of the reasons why I've slowed down with the content is I've been unavailable to my wife. So, you know, I want to be more available to my wife and my children. Something that I'm working on. OK. Uh, acts of kindness. Right. Uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, active listening. There's so many things that you can choose to work on. Choose one of those things and work on it. Now, you can work on the same thing back to back if you so choose, but I wouldn't recommend working on the same thing back to back three times in a row. OK, and the reason for that is you'll start to get very 
uh, what's the word, stovepiped or tunnel vision. You'll start to get really tunnel vision in your approach to your marriage, and that's not going to benefit you or your wife. So I highly recommend that you move into doing something uh, no more than twice and then choose a different thing to work on the next week. Uh, that is just a recommendation. Take that as you wish. Use it however you think it would help you with your marriage. But I don't want you to get burned out doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. All right. Now, some of these things, you know, communication and empathizing, uh, they could piggyback on one another. You could work on how you talk to your wife or your body language for two weeks in a row. And based off of what issues you run into with your wife in that time frame, maybe your body language is going to communicate something that shows you understand a little bit better about what she's going through. There's ways that these things overlap. All right. But that is for another conversation. So step two, choose what you want or need to work on. Step number three, simplify what it is that you're going to do. Try your best not to include outside people. You're probably thinking, okay, Chris, what are you talking about? Well, if you have to coordinate with someone else to do whatever it is that you're going to improve on your marriage 1% each week, or that you have to rely on someone to do something in order for you to grow, then it's going to complicate things. Because now if that person falls through, you don't actually get to execute. All right. Uh, case in point, a lot of guys, they'll say, oh, well, you know, I need you, Chris, to come and help me uh, improve on once a week doing X, Y, Z. And that's cool, but I'm a person. And if I fail to show up or if I don't have the ability to assist you now, you are going to say, oh, well, I failed at doing that because Chris didn't show up and I don't want that to be your thing. So simplify it. Make it something that you can control. The whole purpose here or point here is a small thing that you can add to your routine and you can improve on little by little over time without having to go through someone else. Uh, also, don't worry about doing extravagant things. Just perfect the simple stuff. And over time, the difficult uh, will become simple. All right. You don't need to go elaborate and get crazy with the thing that you're trying to do. And one of the things that I struggle with in the compound effect is there are so many times where I'm like, you know what? I need to go deeper than just doing one thing or one uh, growing by 1%. I want to grow by 40% because I'm, you know, I'm pretty experienced. I'm in a good place. I, I, I could get this. And every time that I try to go beyond the 1%, I fail miserably. And the reason for that is I get overwhelmed and then it becomes this, this attack on me. Uh, where it's like, man, this is just too much. It's too hard. And, you know, you, you tend to want to give up. So or you're not consistent. And when you're not consistent, it just makes things that much challenging uh, or that much more challenging. All right. However, when I focus on just growing a little bit with my wife, one, she notices it. 
too, I notice it and it really does help with my overall uh, attitude and our relationship. So just focus on 1%. That's all you need to focus on. And trust me, it is going to multiply over time as, as you get better at it. And then, uh, what, you know, used to be a simple 1% or a, a simple thing, or I'm sorry, a difficult thing now has become simple. And that just happens through consistent repetition. All right. Uh, think of bench pressing. If you can lift a hundred pounds today and you lift that same hundred pounds for quite some time, eventually you're going to be able to go up to 150 and then maybe 200. So you just have to, you, you got to work with where you are. All right. You don't walk into the gym and say, I right, throw 200 on the bar. I'm about to put it up. And you've never set a, a foot in a gym before. That just doesn't make sense. Right. So just keep that in mind. So uh, step number three, simplify what you are going to do. Step number four is log what you do. You have to write down what you do. If you don't track it, if you don't measure it, it's not going to get improved upon. I, I have to foot stump that because if it doesn't matter how you write it down. OK, it doesn't really matter how you write it down. You do have to write it, though, because if you don't write down what it is that you're doing, you're not going to know when you go to step five, how to improve and review. OK, so you got to write down what it is that you're doing. So if it's like, hey, you know, uh, on Monday, I'm just going to make sure that I send my wife a text. Bam. When you send the text, say, OK, sent the text and then take note of what you did, like why you sent the text, how you felt about sending the text what your wife did in response, because you want to know like, okay, did my wife receive that well? Or did she not even respond? And that's another thing if she doesn't respond, right? Um, and then also what time of day did you send it? What was going on with your wife at the time that you sent this text? What did the text say? There's so many things that you could write down. You don't have to write all of those things down and you don't even have to do it that way. Right. But that's me simplifying the thing. And this doesn't take a whole lot of time to write down what it is that your wife said or what you said or what you did. Uh, it could take you anywhere from five minutes to 10 minutes. All right. You don't have to write a novel every single day or uh, it doesn't even have to be a daily thing. Right. I think that daily is good, but you know, whatever, you definitely want to have a log or a sheet of paper, just write it down. Okay. Uh, and make notes on how you could do things better. Like as you start to acknowledge like, okay, she didn't respond because I sent her the text and she didn't have her phone. So maybe right now isn't a good time to send the text. So next time I send the text, I'm going to send it at a different time. It's simple things like that. Like you start to become more aware. Now, that's obviously extremely elementary, but for someone who needed to hear that, maybe that was helpful. Uh, moral of the story, going back to step three, which is simplify what you're going to do. Make sure that you are logging in a simple fashion what it is that you're doing and identifying what you could do better and then uh, what your wife's reaction was when you did it. All right. That's all that the log is. Don't don't overcomplicate the log. 
And then finally, we got step number five. Review how well you did for the week. This is so important. You need to take that log and you need to take your your simple action plan, right? So really, you're taking steps three and four and you're sitting down and you're saying, okay, how did I do this week? You're going to ask yourself these questions. First, think about what you expected to happen. All right. I guess that's not really a question, but think about what you expected to happen during the week or during whatever it is that you were doing. All right. Write that down. Say, okay, I expected my wife to respond when I sent her a text and that she was going to enjoy it. She would say something like, thank you. I love you. That's very sweet. She would respond with her own sweet message. Whatever you expected to happen. It doesn't matter. The sky's the limit. Uh, Write two sentences about that. That's okay. All right. You could write more if you want to, but the real review comes down in the next one. What did happen? So write down what actually happened. I didn't send a text message like I was supposed to because I didn't follow the plan or I sent a text message and the text message, it had a typo in it and it made the whole thing sound weird. So I didn't get any response from my wife, Uh, whatever, right? Or my wife really enjoyed it. She appreciated it. And that's great because that matches with what you expected to happen. The next question is what you would do again. So this is really tracking how well you did and what you would continue to do, because uh, this is something that is obviously working. So what would you do again? Just jot those things down, either a single word or uh, very short phrases because you you don't want to spend too much time. Like you want to definitely think this through. Uh, So if you say uh, the time of day that I chose worked great for me because I had the time to do it and it didn't uh, impact my overall routine. It's easy to fit. I can make this a consistent habit if I need to, Uh, you know, all the things that worked out well or, I really enjoyed to send in the text because it gave me an opportunity to think through what it is that I wanted to say and a different way of expressing and articulating myself to my wife. So many different things that you could do when it comes to uh, what you would do again. Right. So this is everything that went good. The next question you need to ask is what you would not do again. And. Maybe it could be as as simple as I will I will never text my wife this again because what actually happened didn't work out the way that I expected it to. And it was a waste of my time or I won't text in the morning because that interrupted my sleep. It interrupted my workout, whatever it may be. All right. Just be honest. You don't have to share this with anyone. You could literally just write this all down. Uh, review it, internalize it, and then you could burn it for all I care for this drill. Uh, the the whole point here is you definitely got to get your words onto paper. And for the, the person who's cringing right now and just thinking like, Chris, I don't like to write. I don't like to write anything down. I, I just hate it. Trust me, when you write it down, it makes it so much easier for you to review and you see it differently, like you're you're seeing it in a, in a few different ways. You're seeing it 
in your mind as it played out while you're thinking it through. And you're also seeing it in an illustrative way, even though it's just words and depend on how you, you do your, your log and your review, maybe you're making mind maps and stuff. I don't know. You could do all kinds of stuff, but no matter what, you're still seeing it on paper. And then you can start to circle or asterisk next to things that really stick out to you. And then you start to see these common threads. And then before you know it, you're like, okay, this is a trend. And you know, we're not talking about habit setting today, but this is a good way of developing a habit of finding a way to love your wife every day. When you sit down and you review as you focus on growing 1% each week. And then the last piece of reviewing is to give yourself a score. Now, I said this before, what gets measured gets improved, all right? If you do not give yourself a score, you are doing yourself a disservice. And the reason for that, a score tells you on a scale of zero to 100, how well you're actually doing. And we all know that if you are below 50%, that's less than average. So you're not doing great. And if you are 51% or above, then you're above average. But, you know, if you're in that 60 percentile, then maybe not so good. When you get to the 70, you're doing a little bit better. 80, you're feeling good. 90, you're doing great. And then 90 to 100, excellent, right? Outstanding, stupendous, amazing, all these things. When you start to give yourself a score and this score you get to make it up, all right? Uh, but you should give yourself a score honestly based off of your review of the week and the, the notes that you had in your log. If you realize that you weren't consistent and you didn't do it, you didn't uh, execute your plan at all, then you should give yourself a zero, all right? Because you didn't take any action. If you did your plan less than half the time that you expected to do it, then you should give yourself lower than 50%. If you did a little bit better than half the time, but not quite where you exactly could have performed and where you want it to be, then maybe you're in that 60 to 70 percentile. And if you start to do really good and you were like, yeah, you know what, this worked out exactly how I expected, then give yourself a 90 to 100 Again, the score is kind of arbitrary, but you're really looking at it to tell yourself, how well did I really do? And you're being real with yourself. You don't have to share this with anyone. You can share this with, you could share this with a coach or a friend or a relative, whatever. Um, but this is really just for you and your own ability to say, okay, how well did I really perform the plan that I committed to growing in because that's the first step. And then, you know, you, you work through and you get to uh, the simplifying and choosing what you need to work on. Uh, like all of this kind of comes together. But if you failed at the first step, then that's where you need to go back and say, okay, I really need to figure out if I'm how I'm going to commit to growing and actually follow through with the plan 
of action for the thing that I chose to grow on for the week or for my 1%. Hopefully this makes sense. If it does and you found value, then regardless of whatever interaction or whatever platform you're on and the interaction that it allows, then, you know, give this a rating. Uh, I know on iTunes, you can give this a rating, leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, then smash the like button. Consider subscribing. Uh, if you are on Spotify, you can follow and you can, you know, really just stay in touch and uh, that way you get notified when new content comes out because I don't have a full content schedule where every week I'm, I'm releasing something. Uh, but I want the husbands that are really looking to grow to have access to this content. Um, again, if you want to grow deeper with me, then consider joining the Patreon where there are at extra episodes as well as some articles and just a different way to communicate and connect and grow as a husband. Like always, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.